All right, so let, we're starting at the Mishnah at the bottom of the page on Daf Yud, Amud Beis, and everything you wanted to know and more about uh, the laws of the maidservant and every other, uh, as opposed or how it contrasts with every other forbidden union. So, says the Mishnah, Ma bein what exactly is the difference between this maidservant and all other forbidden relation, uh, relations? It is different than them. Not the same as far as punishment goes. Nor in the sacrifice that would be brought. And that is, any other erva, when done inadvertently, unbeknownst to them, meaning they thought they were having relations with their um, a lawfully wedded wife, and it turns out that it was not their lawfully wedded wife; it was some other, some imposter. That's a that's called a chat. That's a that's an inadvertent. That's a, a show gig. And in that case, um, he would bring a korban chatas. Um, that's by any other erva, any forbidden union. But if a shivcha basham, but a shivcha doesn't bring a chatas. It's an asham. It's a whole other animal. Okay. Literally, okay. I, I assume the problem right. here isn't that it, he actually thought that the, the, the maidservant was his wife, but rather that he thought she was not um, already betrothed. You know, she's a, a spouse maidservant. So, n- n- not that, well. I'm just explaining to you how it works with other chatos. I'm not explaining to you what you're thinking. By a shivcha, you don't even need to be thinking anything. You can know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you still bring the same offering. Mm-hmm. That's the next point, though. I'm focusing on <coughs> okay, so any other erva, it's a chatas, and I'm giving an example of another erva where it's inadvertent, and that was my example. Okay. Kala Arayas, every other erva, um, and they skip the parentheses, Echod Isha, men and women, Shavin, the makos of a korban. If it's lashes, it's lashes. If it's Sacrifice obligation, sacrifice obligation, and there's no difference between the the the, the male and the female in that relations. Shivcha lo hishva lo ish lo haish la isha bemakos. The man does not get what the woman gets, as far as lashes goes, because she will get lashes for this act. Lo hishva ish, and the woman is not uh, the same as a man. The korban. That he brings a korban, he brings a sacrifice. No lashes, just a sacrifice. So that also is quite different. So we're finding out quite a few differences. That is, uh, this is different than all the rest. Kolarayas, any other erva? We we equate full-fledged act of relations to just a beginning of the act of relations without the actual full penetration. And it's the same prohibition, same transgression. And also you'll be chai for every single act of relations separately. And here's the stringency with regards to Shivcha Shaasaba as Hamazid Bijokig. That uh that is the same as a shogig, which means that uh, normally there's a there's a good news and a bad news when having relations willfully. The good news is that there's no need to bring any offering. The bad news is that's because it's usually attached with a death penalty or um, excision, you know, which is 
uh, you know, can be much worse. But the point is, you don't have to pay out of your pocket for a korban. As opposed to, when it comes to a shivcha, you, even willfully, will be needing to bring this korban. Now, is a shivcha? What type of shivcha is being referred to here? It's not just any old shivcha. She is actually a half and half. She is partial maidservant and partial free woman. The way that can happen actually is because she was purchased by a partnership by two people, and one of them freed their um, their half. So she's halfway freed and halfway owned. The Pazak says, She is redeemed, not redeemed. Which means halfway redeemed. Okay, one man, one owner redeemed her. The uh, mean freed her, and the other one did not. Divrei Rabbi that's Rabbi Yudas take. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel disagrees. Zui Shifchavadas. We're talking about over here in this text a regular, full-fledged, standard, um, non-Jewish-born maidservant. Rabbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov Omer. Rabbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov says, Call Arayos. Every other erva mifurashos are quite clear, the Yeshua and Lanu, and there's no exceptions. So, um, not clear what he. All right. So, says the Gemara, Minalan, Dihilaki, Vehulalaki. Why does she get lashes and uh, not him? The Tanah of Brother and Babas learned, Bikores Tia. There should be a, a checking of her. Now, the, the Bikoros means to be checking or like, or Bikor Cholim. We'll see what that means. So, but there's a, a, it sounds like almost like an examination over here. But let me just teach us, she look at that she gets lashes. Now, Yachosh Neon Loka, maybe they both get lashes. Tamalomer, Tihia. Tihia is going on her, not on him. He Loka, Vein, Vehu, Inoloka, her, not him. Now, Menayin, Dehadein, Bikoros, Lishon, Demalkos. Where do you see in the word Bikoros that it means lashes? That's a good question. Meaning that she should get the verse read. Meaning, read her the verse. Because, as we know, like the verse says, God the elder of the judges, Makra Sheni Mona, he reads the verses. The second uh, uh, higher up counts one, and Shlishi Omer Hakeu, and the third one says, hit, and then the hitter guy. Hits, okay, but the first guy is reading the verses. Get it? Bikores relates to the word bakroi, which is the word for verses, and that's how we know. Because there's special verses. If you're bad, this is what's going to happen. You get your you get lashes, etc., etc. It was a real, probably scary thing to witness. Probably kept people in line more, my opinion. Okay. Ravashi Amar bibikortiya. She should get her check. Okay, the Tanah, as the Mishnah says, in Omdin Oso, Ela Makos Ruin Lishtalish. We only evaluate when it can be divided in three. As we know, there are three areas that you give the lashes to, and it must be equal in between the three areas. And if it's not divisible by three, we're going to subtract to get to the, to, the, to the number that is divisible by three. And we also do an evaluation. So that's where, that's again where the word bikur is related to. Tanah Brahman Bar is learned, when a woman gets lashes, ha'ish may be korban, then, and only then, the man brings korbanos. Ha'ish may be korban, then he doesn't bring a korban. 
that's very nice, but we know. And where do you see that they're attached to each other? Okay, in, in terms of her laws and his laws. So Amrava Rabbi says, the Pesach says, when a man uh, sleeps with a woman or lies with a woman, uh, but with an emission of seed, and she is a maidservant that is betrothed to a man, and she is partially redeemed, partially not, like we explained, or she never really got her rid of freedom. So what does that mean? We're talking about the man. Okay? We're going on the man. He brings... First, we start with the man. A man has relations with the Shevchanach Rav Slish. Why do we jump to things and details about her? First say what happens to the man, and then we say what happens to her. Right? Because you stick to the tabi. That's the that's the flow of the of the psukim, how it should how it sounds like it should have been. My Bikoristia. Why do we first insert her Bikoristia verse? And then afterwards it says that he brings his ashram to God. Clearly, this is what it's saying. In Bikoristia, he if um uh if there is a Bikurus on her, meaning she goes through the lashes. Then he brings his Asham Lashem to God. And then he does not bring his Korban Asham. So the Gemara says, Ema hu me'atekra aval hi tilki vitezi korban. Maybe he doesn't get the uh, he does not bring a korban, but she, but she will get lashes and bring a korban. Um, so the verse says, no, it says he brings heaviest masculine, he brings his ashamo, his asham to God. Now, the shivcha, in order for him to be chayv, she has to be not a virgin, okay? Now, my that she, her body had changed. She's not, meaning she's not the way she was born as a virgin. The answer is the the says I'm sorry, I read it wrong. harifos, harifos and harif, harufa sounds very similar. And it sounds like there's a change. Or there's another puzzle. Okay, again, same idea that it's basically indicating that there was some sort of bodily change, and that's how we know that she must have been, she must be, in order for this halacha to be a bu'ulav. So, which is a puzzle in. Ezra, apparently, the men were guilty of this very sin, and they were bringing asham, ashams for that behavior. All those men in the Pasuk and Ezra had done this, this prohibition. Okay, brings us to the next thing. Ezra Shivcha, which Shivcha is being referred to here? So we saw Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, which is that it's half and half. And uh, we saw, I mean, I'm sorry, Rabbi Huda is half and half, and Rabbi Shmuel says it's a full fledged. Now, Tanra Benavafte Yachol Kula may be fully redeemed, fully freed. Tamlomar Lo Niftasa. 
maybe she's not redeemed at all. Kate said, she's partially. She's and she is betrothed to a Jewish slave. Now, the reason why she's betrothed to a Jewish slave because that is the only person who she can be potentially betrothed to because the law is, is that a Jewish slave can marry a regular Jewish woman and he also is given a shivcha kinnainus to have relations with. So he is actually the only one who's going to be allowed to both of her halves. Okay? Um, which is interesting. Divrei Rebbe Akiva, that's Rebbe Akiva's opinion, Rebbe Shemolomar, no. B'shivcha kinnainus, we're talking about a standard shivcha kinnainus, and she is betrothed to an evidivri as who is permitted to her as a shivchaninus. But there is a betrothal here, which is interesting. Why do, I mean, this expression sounds like she's partially redeemed, partially not, half and half. That's just a, it's just poetic. Freed, she's not freed, meaning she's regular. Okay, it's just an expression. Now, who she is to She is betrothed to an Evadivri. We'll see that Rebbe Lezben Azariah and Rebbe Kiva seem to be one and the same opinion. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. Then there's another opinion, fourth opinion. What are we talking about? Shivach Kainis. She's a full flesh of Kainis, kind of like Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. But she's betrothed to a Gentile slave, which means not like Rabbi Shmuel who says that it's an Avid Ivri, but it's a Gentile slave. Now, says the Gemara, Rabbi Shmuel, answered that question of That's fine. We're okay with that. So you're saying it's. Just a poetic expression, fine with that. Ella Diktani Muresas Labrivri. Minalan, how did he know? Where did he get on the idea that she's betrothed to a Jewish slave? A Jewish with actually we really refer to him as kind of like an indentured servant, the Evadivri. Not he's not quite a slave in the same sense as an Abikanani. But anyway, Minalan, how do you know this? The says, what does that mean? Michal Duhu Khofish. Meaning he is, she is not freed, implying that the husband involved or the or her spouse is free vis-a-vis her. Meaning, Eved Ivri is supposed to an Eved Kanani. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, This is the question I mentioned before. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria seemed to be same opinion as Rabbi Kiva. So the Gemara is saying, Rabbi Shmuel Kamar. Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria is actually trying to do was trying to. Say in the words of Rabbi Shmuel, like this: Lidi Diba, according to me, in general, Kava six really. I agree with you in general that whenever you see funny expressions in the Torah, the Dibur Torah Kolashem Adam, we will will just say explain it away by saying that's the way Torah writes. It's poetic. It's a style. Don't look at the you know minutia of the words. But here it's clearly more what's going on. Why? Because the entire line of is entirely superfluous. You could just say she has not been freed. 
End of story. If you're a regular maid servant, stop right there. She never has been freed. There's no reason to mention the next line of She has not been freed. Now, we said that already. Get it? So that's why he's saying clearly to tell you that she's half and half. So that was what Rabbi Eloz Ben-Azari is doing here. He's not that he's agreeing with Ruh. The point is not um, that I agree with Rabbi Kibbe. His point is that even though I normally would agree with you, I can't agree with you here because the text does not indicate like you. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. Achirim. So, Achirim, according to Achirim, uh, I understand that line. They say it's not talk, it's talking about a regular full fledged. So that they hold the same as uh, Rabbi uh, Rabbi Shmuel, because it speaks the way people speak. How they get on that uh, her her betrothed is a evikinayni? Where they see that in the text? Of course, she is not freed. Well, we already know that she's not freed, because Haftelon of Tasa is just a funny, it's just a, a poetic expression saying she's not redeemed. So what is Chovshaloni Tama? It's not talking about her. It's talking about the, um, her, her betrothed, who's just a regular slave. And that's what's going on over here, and that's how they read the text. And that brings us to the new Mishnah. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the next Mishnah. Call Arayos. Every erva out there, whether whether adult or minor. If one, I mean, if one is adult and one is a minor, so there's a system. What do we do? Okay. So let's say somebody has relations with a minor. That happens to be not only a minor but prohibited to that person. So the Allah is katan potter. The minor is not obligated. One is awake and the other one is sleeping. Okay, like the uh, lot scenario. Okay, just an example. Yashan Potter, the sleeping person, is not obligated, didn't, is not aware of what's going on. Okay, it was a weird dream, I'm not saying, but anyway, he doesn't know what's fine. Okay, so it's Potter. One's inadvertent, the other one's willful. Uh, um, the shogeg will have a chatos and the mazid one will get excision. So basically, there, that, that's the norm of all arayos. Now, so says the Gemara over here, we're obviously trying to contrast that to katan. Do you mean to tell me that there will be an obligation for a minor? In the case of Shiv Harufa, are you can you say such a thing? The cotton's potter and the godol But over here, the godol will be potter. They're a package. You cannot be mechayev one if you can't be mechayev both. Do you understand? Like we said before. So if she is a minor, and there's such a thing as a shivcha kenainis that's a minor, then since she won't be getting her lashes because she's a minor, so he won't be getting the carbon. Get it? Because it's a package. That's what we're saying. Colorize. Echa ne'er v'echad yashan. One's adult, one's awake, one's sleeping. Yashan patah, sleeping one will be patah. V'kan yashan nami chayev. Here the sleeping one's also chayev. 
Can you say such thing? No. Only the one awake is chayv. Even though the one sleeping is not, the kind of potter, even the awake one will be potter. Because since it's a package, if the one that's asleep is asleep, then the one that's awake is not going to have to bring, you're not going to get any chiv because they are packaged to each other. Okay. Tani Tani Kamidu Rav Sheshes, the Tana read before Rav Sheshes, Asu Gomer Kemare. Miskavin, Kishayim Miskavin. They made when somebody finishes the beer as if he just started the beer. Okay? Uh, meaning the, the not a full penetration. Miskavin, Kishayim Miskavin. They did intent like no intent. Kedarka, Shalokitaka. Having relations in the normal way as the same as having relations and not having relations in the normal way. Neor, Kiyashan, and awake like asleep. So I'm relay, my comment, what what are you talking about? Okay. Um, that's very nice, but I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? That's not what happened. We're not saying Gomer is the same as Amara. Gomer Actually, if you don't do full penetration by Shivakarufi, you're not gonna be Chaiv. That's the Allah. Intent is like non intent? If she had intent in the act, she'll be obligated. If not, not. It's not true either. It has to be a regular act of relations for Shivcha Harufa. Because it has to be relations in, in such a way where it's possible to impregnate her, which simply doesn't work if it's not in the regular fashion. So my ner kiyashan, what is awake like asleep? Um, that's, uh, so bottom line is, none of these make sense. That's A. Next thing, um, that, that line of awake is the same as asleep doesn't make sense either. Now, uh, let's say we're talking about every other ever besides Shivcha Kharufa. Asu Gomer Kamara. Ipcha. It should have said the other way around. Let me see. It should have said that the, the more obvious one is the okay. finished via in right. for, and we say that even a start, even in full, not full penetration, is enough to be mechayv you. Stay the other way around. Amrle, it's my okay. Shall I erase it? Okay. So in other words, do you mean that I should just excise the text and because it's completely wrong? Amrle, low. No, don't. Not so fast. Halchik tanid is what it's saying. Asu gomer shalokidarka b'shivcha. Harufa de lo mechayvi kimayra kedarka de shichvaz kimayra kedarka. In other words, the way to make sense out of it is to like mix it into one big mishkebab. Basically, that's the technical term, which basically is saying that uh, when we said gomer is like uh, uh, like a gemara, it means like this: gomer shalokidarka, doing a full act of relations with full penetration in the non-normal way by shivcha rufa. You're not, you are not chayv in that, no different than if you are not doing an act of full penetration or doing an act that's not full penetration in the regular way, you also will be potter. And the reason why both of those are not going to be mechaev you by because it says So that's how you understand the line. Okay? You mix it into one big like a, a combination case. 
but it seems like they're going there rather than the, the going back to the discussion about uh, changes. You know, a, a, a maidservant who's had the physical change. That she's already uh, no longer a virgin, you mean? Right, because that would be the sort of more obvious um, explanation that ties all those together, essentially. Well, no, but we're just explaining how to read these words together, and we're saying the way to read it is by saying this case uh, where, where it's both two things one way and two things the other way, where one being more of uh, something that should obligate you and the other part of it being something that shouldn't obligate, mm-hmm. they're both equally not obligated. That's really what okay. it's saying. It's just a way of con- okay. conveying material, albeit somewhat confusing. Now, miskaven shaloki darka, intent, willful intent, in the abnormal fashion, meshivcha, the Peturin is going to be potter, and miskaven shaloki zera, uh, like is no different than not having any kavana, and the reason is the shikvas Okay, any time it's shalokedarka, even if you did so willfully, you're not going to be chayav. Neor shalokedarka b'shivcha tipturin kiyashan. It's no, it's the same putter, no different than sleeping. My time at the shikvas eruksiv. It's basically it's really all the same concept. Nimza miskaven v'amira shivcha miskaven amira by shivcha b'sheim kish. It's no different than un, a no intent by any of the other errors. Yashan Gidarka, um, sleeping in the regular and doing act of relations in the regular fashion, discussion that race is like sleeping by any other erva. Therefore, an being awake and yet doing the relations, not the normal fashion. It's no different than sleeping by any other erva, which is basically both not obligated. Hadron Allah Arbam Kapara, and that is the end of the second chapter. So, with that, we shall move on to the next chapter. Amru Lo. So, here a man, a man this is, we're, we're finished with the maidservant, um, and moving on to other halach. So, Amru Lo, they told, man, somebody, doesn't say who, came up to a fellow and says, Achal Techelev, by the way, you ate chilev. That's a forbidden fat that you ate right there. So maybe chatas. He says, okay. And he brings a chatas. Eid omer achal, eid omer lo achal. One guy says, you ate. The other guy says, no, you didn't. A woman says, you ate the forbidden fat. And another woman says, no, he did not. Maybe asham toli. In, both, in this case, you'll bring an asham toli because you don't know who to believe. So you're not sure if I. Did I transgress or did I not transgress? So, because of that doubt, it becomes an Asham Tolui. One servant says, You ate. And he says, Did not. Potter, then he'll be Potter. Okay? If he denies it, he is Potter. Two people said, You ate. And he says, No, I did not. Mayor says, You are high. Amr Meir, Meir explains. How do I know he's chayev? Two people can get him a death penalty. Chamura, which is obviously quite severe to get a death penalty. They can't, they can't be trusted enough to bring him towards to uh, something so lenient as just bringing a korban. So the rabbis disagreed with Rabbi Meir and they told him, but the guy has an easy out. He could just say, um, I, I didn't do it by mistake. 
which means I did it on purpose. And if I did it, if I did it intentional, then then I don't bring a korban. So you can't say by your testimony, you can't provide that knowledge of what was in his mind in the testimony. You could just know that he did the act. So because of that, there's a flaw in their testimony, and that's the logic of the rabbis that say that two witnesses cannot make you bring a korban if you deny it. What? Think about it. Yes, it's interesting. Anyway, that's the dispute. Um, okay. Next. He ate fat and fat in one grand forgetting. Okay? That's one chiv, one korban. But if he had a, a smorgasbord of isurim, okay, I think that's the way to say it, it was, uh, you know, just laid out in front of him all the forbidden things, and he was partaking of them one ad after another in one grand eating. So, since they're separate chiyuvim, it's going to be chayv separately. It can get expensive. Those chatols add up fast. That's the stringency of many money species over one. What is the stringency that exists by one species over many? That is, Shem Achal Katzizayis. If a person ate just a half an olive, Luchal Zerachal Katzizayis, and then he later on ate another half. Behelamachas um, with one mistaken eating, Mimina Achod. If it's one species, Chayv you'll be Chayv. Mishni Minin, Potter you'll be Potter. So that is a stringency in the same species because they add up to each other to a Shior. Which as if I have a little bit of fat and a little bit of blood and a little bit of Nosar and a little bit of Pigol, it doesn't add up. That's the difference. Okay. Will, will the Gemara be addressing how it is that, that, that women can be, or one and one can be uh, obligating Menashem Talud? It wouldn't, it seems kind of odd. Let's give the Gemara a chance. Okay. So the Gemara does discuss a few of these things. So, first things first. Katani, we learned. They told him, doesn't say who's the they, okay? They told him, you ate fat. The forbidden kind. Maybe chadas, you bring a chadas. Amru kamavian. How much is in the amru? Okay, amru has a, a number, a, nu, a numerical amount that's implied, and that's trained. That's two people. So two people came up and said, by the way, you ate chela. Vehu maomer. What is he saying? Is he denying it or is he agreeing? Maomer alone. Ilay madushazik. If he's just quiet, velok machshlu, and he's not saying anything. Do you mean to say that if two people say you ate and you don't say anything, that brings a chatas? But if one person would say you ate and you don't say anything, then you don't bring a chatas? Why isn't one enough of a knowledge to say that I know for a fact that you ate the chatas and you ate the chilev and therefore you have to bring a chatas? And if you say not, look at the next case. Eight Omer Achal. One witness said you ate. Fomer lo achalti and said he did not eat, then you're not chayv, which right away told you an implication. Time of demachishli. It's only because you denied, implying I was just if you were quiet, mechayv you would be chayv. So we've got ourselves the kolskintre, and surely two uh, would be that case. So clearly we are. Uh, we must come to the conclusion of the kamachshli. The guy is really denying it. Okay, in both cases he's denying. He denies by one, he denies by two, and that's what's going on over here. 
So, Mani, who's the Reisha going like Rameir? He must be going like Rameir. He says that when you, even though you denied it to the Hilt, to the two witnesses who came up to you and said you ate Chalev, you still have to bring a carbon, which is basically the opinion of Rameir that we saw to Amr HaKosha, it doesn't matter that you deny what they tell you. It's not a denial, meaning it doesn't count. So, Avala Rabban and Potter, but the rabbis would say Potter. What's the Chiddush of the Reisha? It's exactly the, the spoken out case of the Seifa, more explicitly. So, Hakamash Malan is coming to tell you, you should know that this issue is a dispute between Rameir and the rabbis. Even though we, uh, we just told you the opinion of Rameir, and we just said it as a, as a fact, the Seifa is telling you, by the way, that's not the Biol Endol, it's not everyone's opinion here, there's an opposing opinion. Okay. That's one way to make sense out of this mission. Now we get that. I mean, there's version B of understanding the mission. Number low, Nami Chad Kari Lei. Amru is a means they said, but it means they in the colloquial sense. It means somebody else said. Okay, not necessarily two people. And we find that in fact in other places. The time the Mishnah says, um, So a woman whose husband went overseas, and they came and told her, her husband died. And on the basis she got married, and then the husband, of course, you know, the rumors of his death have been grossly exaggerated. Okay? Basically, he's not dead. So so her new husband and her old husband, she can't be with any either of them. She's forbidden to both. The reason is, the we're talking about even, I mean, the Allah is that she is allowed to marry on the basis of even one witness. So Amru there did not mean both. How do I know? If she got married without permission, then she can't go back to her husband. And we explained, what does it mean, what does it mean without permission? It wasn't relying on on a special dispensation from the Bezin. was talking about where Bezin had to step in to make an allowance because it was talking about one witness, Alma. So what we see from that whole quote over there is this. Even though it's Eid Echad, it's a single witness, but the use of the word Amru is acceptable and appropriate. So therefore here, when it says in the Mishnah that people came up to him and told him, you ate the forbidden fats, it doesn't mean people, it means a fellow came up to you. Okay. Um, okay, so now, Mashma Filu Eid Echad. Okay, who my comer? So what? Okay, good. So we grant. Pretty we, much out of time for it. Okay, so do you want to finish? I mean, do like we have a minion? Still looking to try. I don't know if our minion's here yet. Okay, who yeah. my comer? So the question now is: Okay, we established that the person who came—it was a single man who told him. By the way, you ate the forbidden fats. Who my comer? What's his response? Elam the actually, if he's denying it, he doesn't bring a carbon in that case. He's quiet. He didn't say anything. He says, if you say so, and then he's going to bring it. We heard that from the middle. Why? Because it says, one witness says you did. The other witness says you didn't. Time to come actually. That's because there's two opposing witnesses. But if you just be quiet, 
uh, I'm sorry, that's the case of where one witness said you did it, he denies it, then he doesn't bring. Sounds like if you were quiet, you would bring. So the says, no, you're not denying it at all. And this is what it's saying. You ate fat. Maybe chattas, you bring a chattas. That's because you were quiet. But if you denied it, then you don't have to bring uh, um, uh, How do I know that if you don't deny it, one person who tells you that you got to bring Korban is enough to be chayiv, the Tanar Abanon, a whole day of chataso, v'lo shiud yuhu acherem. You um, got, found out about your sin, and not other people um, informed you. Now, yachal afil machish, you might think that you don't have to do it even if you don't deny what they tell you. Tamlomer, oh, hold a love, mikomakom. So, bottom line is, and that's a, guess, a good stopping point, um, but I could actually go to two dots. But the point is, you, you found out in the end. So, as long as you're not denying what the, they're telling you, that by the way, what you just ate there was the forbidden fats, then you will rely on them and have to bring the corp. Mayas Kinnan, Elam train, if it's two people, train him, Vemachish and Krabai, if he's two people come up. And tell him, by the way, you ate the forbidden fats. And he says, could be, I don't know. Of course, you need a Pasuk for that? Obviously not. El Alav, Bechad, we're talking about, obviously we have one individual who informed him that he ate the forbidden fats. As long as you don't deny it, Mammon, we believe him. So that is the bottom line. One person who tells you you ate the forbidden fats, as long as you don't know otherwise, you need to bring a Korban, Chatos, and that's the story. And... Sticking to it, exactly. Or avoiding the fat, one of the two.